There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 82 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steven, and tonight we'll be discussing episode four of season three of The Dark Matter. Ah, Dark Matter. Okay, so... <laughs> what an episode. It was. It was crazy. It was so Doctor Who-ish. I loved it. <laughs> so you actually have something, though, from Sci-Fi Wire today. Yes, on the 26th, they report if you're a fan of 1990s cult classic creature feature Tremors, then you're going to dig this news. That's right, Graboid Worm Worshippers. Tremors has been ordered to pilot by Sci-Fi from Universal Cable Productions and Blumhouse Television, with Andrew Miller of The Secret Circle attached as showrunner and executive producer. Of course, what's perfection Nevada without Kevin Bacon's heroic handyman, Valentine McKee? Fortunately, we won't have to find out again as Bacon is returning to the role for the potential TV series while also executive producing. This is the only character that I've played that I've ever thought about revisiting. I just got to thinking, where would this guy end up after 25 years, says Bacon in the press release. That's saying something, too, as Bacon has played so many different and interesting characters as to have inspired the whole Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Which is fun to play. And I can, <laughs> yes, and I can personally think of at least five bacon characters off the top of my head that I would like to reacquaint myself <laughs> with in present day. Perhaps starting with McKee, though Quicksilver's Jack Casey would be a close second. <laughs> I like the way this writer injected their own thoughts in this article. Yes. Obviously, bacon's not the only one who's been wondering about McKee's fate. All these years later, as fans will soon get to see McKee back in all his graboid fighting glory. Although to beat those pesky murderous worms again, he'll have to overcome age, alcohol, and a delusional hero complex. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors has already inspired four direct-to-video sequels and a 2003 TV series, but this is the first time Bacon has been attached to the franchise since the original. And Blumhouse's Involvement is also quite intriguing. So what do you think? Are you excited for a proper Tremors reboot? That's so funny because I was going to say, how many total shows were there? But, you know, obviously there, they yeah. threw that in there. <laughs> I didn't remember that there was ever a TV series, so I'm guessing it wasn't very right. memorable. No, it didn't last long. <laughs> no, I don't know. This is a weird one. I'm yeah. not sure where we would go. But I don't know. I mean, there's. we've said this about other shows where I'm like, really, right. what's well, it going to do? <laughs> kind of like way back when we were doing Sleepy Hollow. Right. And it's like, I wasn't sure about it because I'm like, okay, we know the legend. Where are they going to go with it? Well, they surprised me. Yeah. Sci-fi has been surprising me thus far. 
So I don't know. I guess I'll give it a give it a whirl and see what happens. But what do you guys think? Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. All right. We have ratings. Steve has found ratings again. Woo-hoo. Yes. All right. Episode four brought in a 0.16 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.607 million viewers, raking it 49th in the cable shows. The live plus seven days for episode one and two, I'm sure, seeing they were shown the same night. It tied in 11th in viewers percentage gain going from 0.587 to 1.14 million viewers for an increase of 94%. Everybody's been waiting. And like I said, I'm sure everybody <laughs> forgot what day it came back, which sounds horrible, right. but they throw it, up, it at you on a Friday. Your brain is usually mush by then from work. So right. yeah, I get it. But obviously yep. everybody's enjoying this. Yes. And came back because we did almost really came close to doubling the viewers. Right. I think those are pretty good numbers. Yes. All right. I agree. Let's talk about All right. Episode four, all the time in the world. Literally. <laughs> Three experiences a time loop, living the same day over and over again. Once he's able to persuade the rest of the crew that his experience is real, they're able to use his foreknowledge of the day's events to foil an attack on the Raza by one of Rio's mercenaries. Once the device creating the time loop is discovered, the android destroys it to break the time loop. But in the process of doing so, she experiences brief visions of an unsettling and seemingly tragic future. Yeah. 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 Now, I will give everybody a fun fact here. Showrunner Joseph Malozzi wrote the episode. Him and his writing partner, Paul Mully, also wrote the Time Loop episode of Stargate SG-1, Window of Opportunity, which is why big chunks of this episode feel at least tonally similar to that one. Okay. And those, that was awesome Stargate one SG-1 episode. You get to see... Jack and Till hitting golf balls into the Stargate. It was just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's totally <laughs> were... what the Stargate was for. Right. <laughs> All right. So Three. we have Three's Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes. And he never does say, like, how many times this has happened. No. But we know it's got to be a while because one of his plans, which we'll get to in a moment, he became pretty proficient. <laughs> yes. So as Boone keeps living the same day over and over, and it starts with it right away. We don't even get, like, the initial day, because it's great. He no. walks out, and he's like, boop, like he knocks the one guy down, which he doesn't touch him, Adrian, and he just, because he sees him fall, and he's like, five bucks by, he's like, hey, at the same time, and goofing around, and, and then talking to two, and I'm like, wait, what is happening? Right. The first time we see him, he just gets, you know, knocked out, because he decides to put his finger in Solara's, like, fruit cup. I'm like, what is he doing? Has three completely lost it. And he has tried to tell the crew. And that's what everybody else thinks, too. So, you know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I love it. Because he's like, I told you, you don't believe me. So what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to go here and we're going to scan my brain. And, oh, there's no anomalies. And, oh, yeah, this and this. And so, okay, what's he going to do? He's going to try to figure out how to get them to help. So first, the first plan that we see is asking (laughs) Android for help to try to remember what was wrong with the ship, because that'll work. Right. But he tries over and over and over, and he can't get the term right. 
And then I love it. I wrote it down. She's like, it's blank. Right. <laughs> if you're starting the day over, it's going to be blank. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second choice. Face stay palm, awake. Boom. Right. Face palm. Second choice. Stay awake. Take, take a stimulant. Just, just trying to get past the hour that he thinks if he gets past it, it nothing will reset. I mean, he's up talking to Adrian. He's like wandering around. He's like crazy, like over the top. And right. then he still wakes up. He's like, damn it. Final plan. Okay. It was, it was kind of a combination. Tell me to Adrian and Solara, tell me something nobody else will know. And then you'll believe right. me. And Android, something I have never done in a million years. And she's like, well, I can teach you French. And I love it because the, what does she say first when he's like, yeah, let's do it. Alonzi. I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like screaming. I'm like, it's the 10th doctor. <laughs> and I love when he's trying to say it and he's just like, blah, 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 blah. Cause that's totally me. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's me speaking French as learned from Pepe Le Pew. That's pretty much what it would have right. sound like with me. But it got <laughs> so fun because, and, and this is kind of where, uh, I, I'm going to skip for a second. Because since Android is helping him, apparently it's been a long time because he gets real proficient. And at one point, they're singing in French, which I loved that little scene. It was like, what, two seconds long, but it was hilarious. And he's like playing the spoons or something. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Right. That was great. And I love how Two walked in. She's like, nope. I'm going to nope right out of this room. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like. Nobody believes him, and I feel so bad for him, because they don't believe him until, like, he's basically banging his head on the table, speaking in French about what's wrong with the ship. And then it's all like, okay, let's put the brakes on here. This is really weird. Right. Yeah, there's no way, you know, it's it's weird enough that you're speaking French, but to use a technical term that we know you don't know anything about in describing what's wrong with the ship, well, there must be something to this. Right. I loved it. it Finally. <laughs> I want to know if he, like, really speaks French or if he just had to learn, like, yes, really specific. Yes, he does. Does he? No, he, he does speak French, yes. Okay. I, I would think he'd have to unless they dumped him for the singing part. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let's talk about, um because obviously three's through this whole thing, so we got to come back to him. But let's talk about Adrian and Solara yeah. and the secrets, which I think are funny. Right. Because what was it? Uh, Adrian sneaks off the, was it the planet or the ship wearing a dress and he, yeah. and heels? And he's like, they yeah, were he... sensible pumps. Yeah. <laughs> Why was that, that distinction made? I don't get that. <laughs> I believe that's because he's done that before. <laughs> it was just funny. I was like, oh man. Oh, I know. It was hilarious. But I loved it because Adrian, actually ends up in part of the time loop. Yes. And, of course, it has to be tied back to Tabor. Why not? Yeah. I feel like and he's at fault for everything. Yeah. Apparently, they were at a station doing some wheeling and dealing, and whoever they were dealing with got called away. They saw this clock-looking thing and decided to Scurry away. take advantage and uh, walk out with it. Yes. Oh, hey, we don't know what this is. Let's take it. Right. That's really good. I think it'd blow up or something. Yeah. You're like, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. And apparently three had uh, been uh, kind of going through Adrian's room and had 
come in contact with the clock, therefore putting him in the loop. But by doing so, it ends up actually saving them. Yes, it does. And honestly, I think it ends up saving three in more than one way. Oh, right. <laughs> Which we'll talk about. When we get there. Yeah, go ahead. Now, of course, Solara's secret was that she had kissed a girl. So Who was the sister yeah, of the boy who liked her. Right, yeah. yeah. That sucked for the boy. Awkward much. <laughs> right? But, okay. Like, no big deal. But I think it was more that, you know, the boy liked you and you kissed the sister. Maybe you should have let him right. down you a different way. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah, that would um, do a male ego a lot of harm, thinking that we've got this girl and no, she wants your sister instead. Right. We do have a mercenary on board, like you talked about. And strangely enough, Adrian, other than three, is the one who, who finds him. Because he's right. like, no, there's somebody here. And they're like, nobody's there. What are you talking about? And this is when we find out there's a whole new type of tech out there that the guy is, like, phasing through walls. Yeah. And this is when Adrian got caught up because he hits the guy in the head with the the clock. And then suddenly he's part of the time loop. But I love that nobody really believes. And then he's like, no, I'm part of this, too. Crap. And then they're, like, (laughs) they're more apt to believe him because Adrian is part of this with three. And then two's like, okay, maybe this is happening. I'm like, what? Yeah. I was a little upset. Why did it take, you know, Adrian? But whatever. Yeah. But they get the mercenary. I love how they, like, shoot him. He's stunned. Apparently they stripped him. And they're like, oh, interesting armor, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, so how does this work? How do you phase? And he's like, oh, it's not that. And he, like, phased through the jail cell. It was, like, in his right. arm. Yeah. Weird. But it gets weirder because, you know, Solara's fighting him and then... Two catches up to him and shoots him as he's about to, like, skip on through to the wall. And all of a sudden, yeah. apparently it distracted him enough that he's, like, in the wall. I was, like, <laughs> I love it. He was Han Soloed. <laughs> he's now a verb. He was. <laughs> uh, now, random question. Because this was the final time through the loop, that guy's just going to always be there, right? I would think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You gotta walk by, walk down that corridor and see him, uh, yeah. looking like Han Solo. That's why every, I'm you know, like, every time you walk down, yeah, and well, maybe they'll replace, you know, <laughs> they'll replace that door or a panel or something. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know how they'd expect, explain that to anybody. <laughs> oh no, it was artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it bleeding when I cut yeah. it? Uh, I don't know. Okay, let's move on because now I'm getting all creeped out thinking about that. Yeah, now we don't, did mention that Solara, did battle this mercenary, and she pretty much battled him to a standoff, which was pretty impressive. Yes, yeah, so we know that she is really what she says a she BA. is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy, and I'm hoping that uh, she's not relieved of her duties Short anytime leave. soon. <laughs> yeah. So sad, because I feel like it might happen. I don't want to say it. If I don't say it, yeah. it won't happen, right? won't happen. <laughs> yep, pretty much so. All right, well, of course, they bring up Sarah, and, and Three does still doesn't want to have anything to do with it, but because they kind of twist his arm and say, well, maybe that'll help get you out of your loop, he agrees. And he goes in, and he sees her, and can barely say hi, and he's bailing. Right. Okay, why? What other show is she in of ours? Uh, I had it, and now I forgot it. 
She looks very similar to Orla Brady, even though she's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's who you're thinking of is the, uh, the Doctor Who character, the, the, uh, Church of the Papal Mainframe. Oh, okay. So I'm like, why? I think. I'm just looking at her going, she looks so familiar. What is she in? Right. Yeah. I just, I couldn't think of it. And yeah, that's probably it because looking at, oh, no, no, no. Rewind. She's on another sci-fi show. She was in Channel Zero. Oh, yes. You're right. You're right. You're right. I had to look it up because I'm like, I had it. Like (laughs) the tip of my tongue. I knew it. Well. Yes, she was in Channel Zero. Super creepy. So you guys should watch that if you haven't, by the way. Right. And then listen to our podcast on it. Yes. About how creepy it is. Okay. So So Sarah doesn't remember anything either with each loop. Right. Which I wasn't sure how that was going to work. Yeah. At one time during the episode, I thought she might be the one behind it. I did too. Just because she's like, the way she greeted him like one time was a little different. And so, yeah, I was thinking, wait a minute. What if she's the one doing this? Because she wants him to keep coming back. Yes. Well, he does. He keeps coming, and and they get a little bit more comfortable every time. And again, we don't know how long it's been, but to be proficient in a language, I would think it would have to be at least a year. Just about. So Have to be. It's been a long time. This poor man has been in this time loop. And finally, they have their little touching moment. It was a hug and a kiss, wasn't it? No, I thought it was just a hug. Was it? But I may be wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm projecting. I'm like, I will kiss now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's all better. Now kiss. Yeah. Uh, and three was surprised that she felt real. Mm-hmm. But he's in his head. I mean, think about, like, dreams yeah. when you're in them. Uh-huh. <sighs> exactly. I love when he has his little moment, though, to try to talk to five. He can't get it right. Like Yes. No. He ignores her. <laughs> it makes it worse. He tries. She's like, that's horrible. That's supposed to make me feel better. No matter what, he is just the worst at trying to comfort her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And finally, what he says, and it was really sweet. He's like, you know, it sucked. And I know you're sad. And it makes me sad that you're sad. And I'm here for you. And he's, she's like, what? Oh, that, that makes me feel a little better. I was like, oh, he just had to be like, I don't want you to be sad, and I'm yeah, sad. And I'm you're here. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. And I'm here for you. It was cute. Because even when he was trying to yes, be really was. nice and really oh. thoughtful. Yes. And I'm like, what's the word? Came out right. Well, even when it did, she's like, huh, I'm going to go huff yeah. off because I'm a teenager. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sad because you're sad. Oh, okay. But, but whatever. <laughs> but it worked. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I loved it because he... After she walks away, he's just like, yes, yeah. finally did it right. I should write this down. <laughs> Remember this one. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then we come to the android, who is so funny, because I just cannot get past how she could deliver everything in that monotone android voice. <laughs> Let's Through all of this. Uh-uh. How many outtakes did they have to have? Seriously. And how did the singing think- thing happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't understand the techno stuff, so it's like, okay, that's not working. So French and somehow they're singing. So and again, right there. She's doing it just straight face. Yeah, playing the ukulele kind of swing. Yeah. How how are you not dying? 
Yeah. I, I kind of want to, to know if this was something that they weren't even going to do. And those two are like, okay, come on, let's, let's do this just because they won't, they won't think it's fun or they'll think it's too funny and they won't be able to use it because they'll be dying. And then right. it, like it was their thought. I don't know. It just seemed like something that the writers would be like, no, that's, we can't do that. There's no way they'll be able right. to do it. And then those two are like, yeah, let's try this. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> but it would it? not surprise me if we find out that actually is what happened. That would be hilarious. But it was Android that figured out how they're able to track them and how this mercenary. Right. Was- how Rio was doing it. Right. And she immediately changed the whatever it was with the ship. So Rio can't track him anymore. And then when she tries to fix the time clock. I will go five seconds into my past. I was see you in a second. Freaking out! What was with the the jumps and at the end when she had like the yeah. red eye? I'm like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was probably the most unexpected ending I've ever seen for an episode that was pretty much lighthearted all the way through. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, she just keeps going and further. All- I thought she was going back in time. Right. Until the doctor moment. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, crap, she's going forward in time. What is happening? So you have a whole list of things. Where did you get all of this? Like, what she's (laughs) seen? Because I don't understand all of it. Well, a lot of this is kind of what, you know, in the the final jump for her is back on the Raza. And the only one left is five. And she is... She's 40, 50 years older, at least, if not 70 or 80. Yeah, she was blind in one eye. Right. Yeah, I was like, what is happening? And basically, Five tells her, these are the things to come. Oh, okay. Like, when she was saying it, I, like, hear it, but I didn't. You have it all written down. Right, yeah. The Dwarf Stars Conspiracy, the Doubled Deception, Crimson, Karina. The Accelerated, The Fall of the House of Ishida, The Meeting with Your Creator, and The Black Ships. And she says, it didn't work out real well for us, but it did for the galaxy. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It didn't work out so well. And I'm like, wait. Because even when they're there, she's like, yeah, we're further than we've ever been, and most of the stars are gone. I'm like, what is happening? Right, and how, how could that be better for the galaxy? No, the stars are not supposed to disappear, no. We've no. learned that in Doctor Who. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was just, it was interesting and in how they made her older. And so I feel like that's something that Android's always going to remember. Yes. And uh, we'll see what that means for the season to come. Because now right, I'm all yes. freaked and out. The executive producer did tweet that, Oh yeah, you, there were so many Easter eggs on things to come in this episode. So they're planting a whole lot of different little seeds here. And how many of these on this list will we see? Maybe a couple. Who knows? Maybe all of them. That'll be interesting. Oh God, yes. And of course, last but not least, Rio is not very happy that he has lost one of his best mercenaries. And has lost the ability to track the Raza. But he had something really weird in front of him. Yes. What the heck is that supposed to be? I have no idea. Because it was a person. Yeah. I was wondering if it's supposed to be one of those people like um, 
oh crap, that was on the ship. Why am I? Oh yeah, the seers. Yes, I was like Empo Kwahu was uh, one of them. Nicks. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I was a little confused with it. I'm like, what is that? What are we doing? I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out because that seems to be very important. And Rio is really pissing me off. Yeah. Just gonna say that. Yes. All right. Well. But with the fall of House of Ashida, something's gonna happen there. I think that has to do with the stupid girl that I don't want to say her name. Masaki. 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 I don't want to say her name. Hashtag stupid Masaki. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I think that might have something to do with her. Or maybe Uh, Rio wants to, like, call everything off and get back with the crew. Who knows? Yeah, well, I think the only way we're going to get Rio back is if they happen to basically kidnap him and do the mind wipe again and basically wipe out his old memories so he turns back into old, our Rio. Mm, I, I don't know. Kind of like what they did to Five. Oh, yeah, so that she can, like, survive, I guess. We'll find out right. this season. Maybe. Yeah. All right, everyone. We do hope you're enjoying the episodes. Um, ratings and reviews on iTunes and every other platform really help other fans of the show find us. We hope that you are following along with our tinfoil hat theories. And if you want to share your tinfoil hat theories, send us an email at fandrelzonepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet with us at fgzpodcast. And, of course, you can just find us over on the webpage. It'll tell you everywhere you can find Steve and I and... The Facebook page, and if I can ever get Google working again, the Google page. (laughs) I may never figure out all of the social media folks, but I'm having fun doing what I can with you guys. So we do want to hear from you, though, so make sure you should have some messages. All right. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, episode 82, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Either you're telling the truth or you're suddenly, magically a French expert on FTL drives. And until next time.